So 200 years ago tonight, Silent Night was uh, sung for the first time. Uh, it was at St. Nicholas Church in Oberndorf, Upper Austria. Uh, they had had an organ failure that day, and, uh, or actually a week, about a week before that. And the, uh, organ, the uh, choir master, Joseph Moore, had uh, written these lyrics, and he got Franz Gruber to put it to music for guitar and choir. And it was sung uh, as kind of a desperation measure the first time, and probably now has become one of the most well-known and well-sung Christmas songs of all. We, uh, we have lots and lots of Christmas musics when we sing, and we try to uh, capture somehow the, the wonder and then the emotion and the joy of the season and, and bring it together. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of music from the, the great, like what you just heard a second ago from the choir, uh, to stuff that's very simple. Uh, some of it's very, very old. Uh, some of it's fairly recent. Uh, there's a song called I Wonder As I Wander. Uh, nobody really knows who wrote this. It comes out of the Appalachian region. Uh, in 1933, John Niles was traveling through uh, North Carolina, and he heard a uh, traveling evangelist of the name of Annie Morgan sing this song. And he liked it so much that he made her sit down and keep singing it while he wrote all the words down uh, and got the tune memorized. And then in 1934, he published it. Think about it. So, uh, the first time I heard it was a long time ago when I was young, and I heard it from a, a family friend uh, on an evening uh, when we were out in the fields. And uh, it sounded very different from what you usually hear when you hear it around here because we were uh, just out in the middle of the pasture, the two of us, and all of a sudden he starts to sing. I wander as I wander out under the sky. How Jesus the Savior did come for to die For poor ordinary people like you and like I I wonder as I wander out under the sky Roy was not a singer I mean, he liked to sing, and he sang in church, and usually sang lustily in church, sometimes more loudly than what we wanted. He enjoyed singing, liked his music, and had a good time with it. But uh, that evening, it was just him out there, uh, and he began to sing, just for no apparent reason. And all these years later, I still remember that, because it struck me when he began to sing the, the look on his face and the, and the note in his voice that... Uh, there was a wonder and there was a joy as he lifted up his voice that night uh, that just caught my attention that said, you know, there's, there's something behind that. There's a story behind there uh, of how somewhere in there, uh, in his wandering, uh, he encountered uh, God's love in a very powerful way. And that's kind of gotten me started thinking as we came into this year about uh, our wandering and God's wandering and how those two come together. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but our, our God's kind of a wandering God. Uh, and when you start the creation story back in the Old Testament, um, you know, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind or a breath or a spirit from God swept over the face of the waters. God was, was wandering about uh, at the very beginning of creation, uh, speaking everything that is into being. And in the course of that time, he, he came to a small planet that he had made, and he, uh, he gathered some dirt in his hand, and he formed us from the dust of the ground, 
and breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and we became living beings. He took us and he, he put us in a garden that was to be our place where everything that we wanted was to be provided, where we would be in harmonious relationship with the world and each other and with God, and, and, and it just really wasn't good enough for us. And we began to listen to other voices. We began to turn away from God. And so in the end, we had to leave the garden. But as we left, <laughs> our God went with us. And he made garments of skins for us and clothed us and cared for us. But he did warn us that having left the garden from then on, uh, we would be wanderers. That we would be fugitive and wanderers on the earth for the rest of creation. And in fact, that, that name wanderer kind of stuck with us. Uh, later on when we were coming back into the promised land, many, 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 many hundreds of years later, uh, God reminds us about who we are and asks us to remember who we are. He says, a wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien few in number. And there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. Um, the word wanderer in Hebrew actually is the name Hebrew. It means the one who passes over or passes through or crosses over the river. Uh, it's somebody that's, that's coming from one place to another and on their way. And so the name of the people itself was the wanderers. That's who they were. And wherever they went, God went with them. Wherever they went, God went with them. When he called Abraham... <clears throat> He said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Uh, and I will show you here is the personal first person. In other words, it's not uh, I'm going to tell you about it or send somebody else to show you. I'm going to take you by the hand and take you there and show it to you. I'm going to be with you to show you this place. Uh, God speaks to Isaac. Don't go down to Egypt, settle in the land that I shall show you. Reside in this land as an alien and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will fulfill the oath that I swore to your father Abraham. And then to Moses, when he calls Moses to lead his people out of Israel, and Moses is arguing with him, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He says, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. And at the end of Moses' time leading the people, God commissioned Joshua. Be strong and bold, for you shall bring the Israelites into the land that I promised them. I will be with you. And then he blesses David. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut up all your enemies before you. And I will make for you a name like the name of the great ones of the earth. He speaks to his prophet Jeremiah when Jeremiah voices concern about being too young. And he says, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And when, when we begin not simply to wander over the earth, but when we begin to wander in heart and spirit away from God, we found ourselves in exile in a foreign land. Uh, God spoke to his people through the prophets. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Do not fear for I, come on. Do not fear for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west I will gather you. 
I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will bless them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place shall be with them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. I mean, wherever God's people went, whether they, they wandered the geography of the earth or whether they wandered in their hearts, you hear that refrain repeated from God. I, I'll, I will be with them. I'll be with them. I'll be with them over and over even when we turned our back on God, God does not turn God's back on us, but God goes with us wherever we wander, however we wander. And so finally, God gives a, a special promise to his people that there will be a sign, a tangible, tangible, touchable uh, sign of God's presence with them. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. The name means God is with us. And several hundred years later, Matthew's gospel would record that just when Joseph had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And as God came into the midst of us in the birth of Jesus Christ, to be tangible, to be touchable, to enter into all the reality of what we were, God made it clear that he wasn't simply with us when we wandered on the geography, but when we wandered away in heart. And that not only would he be with us when we wandered physically, but he'd be with us when we wandered spiritually and would call us back to him. For Emmanuel would be the one that would bring us forgiveness and grace. While we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us and that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. I mean, over and over, God reaches out and says, I will be with you, and I will restore you, and I will pour out forgiveness and grace upon you. Whether your wandering is the wandering of the feet or the wandering of the heart, God is with us. Around 400 A.D., a, a Spanish poet by the name of Aurelius Prudentius uh, wrote a, a poem that was later set to a piece of music. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, He is Alpha and Omega, He the source, the ending, He. Of the things that are, that have been, and that future years shall see, evermore and evermore. From the beginning, in the cosmos, God's love was wandering with us and resting upon us. And as Prudentius points out, not simply has it been, but it shall be into the future evermore. Jesus says to his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always. 
I'm with you always to the end of the age. I'm with you always. Sometimes in a, in a very personal kind of way, as Jesus makes a promise to his disciples. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And it's a promise made also to all of God's people at the very end of ages, echoing the prophet Ezekiel. The home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. I will be with them. I will dwell with them. And at an age to come, death will be no more. In this age, it still is. And a few years ago, I went to Roy's funeral. I wasn't surprised when I got there to hear about uh, some of the kind of personal ministries that he was involved in in his life. Uh, they were things I hadn't heard of, but it didn't surprise me that he was doing them uh, just because uh, I had experienced uh, that wonder and that joy uh, on Roy's face that night. And I knew that he was connected with God in a powerful way. But I never heard the story of how that connection was made. I never heard where in his wandering he came across God. I just knew that somewhere, sometime, somehow, uh, he and God had come together. And so uh, tonight, I'm not really uh, sure in your wandering where you're at. Uh, some of you actually physically have wandered here. You've come in from out of town to be with your families and see people. Uh, some of you may be wandering of heart. Uh, some of you may be rejoicing, and others of you may be here just hoping to hear something that you can hold on to. But wherever you're wandering, whether your wandering is that of feet or whether your wandering is that of spirit, in the birth of Jesus Christ, God is born right into the midst of it. And God is with you, and God will be with you. And God's love and mercy is poured out on you. God's heaven a star 
God's with us in love. And wherever you're wandering, tonight in the birth of Jesus Christ, God's love is born anew for you and for me. Amen. <laughs> 